Welcome to the Rabbi Greenberg Show, the podcast that brings Jewish knowledge to you. Whenever Thanksgiving, the American holiday, coincides with Hanukkah, it uh, creates a certain type of reaction amongst Jews. And I remember a few years ago, they called it Thanksgivingah, or maybe we should call it Hanagiving. And parallels were drawn between Thanksgiving and Hanukkah. It's interesting, this is a little bit, bit of trivia, that Turkey in Hebrew is called Tarnagol Hodu. Now, Hodu in Hebrew is also India. So is there a connection between them? I don't know. But anyhow, it's just an interesting little bit of trivia. So when we're going to talk about gratitude, it's important to realize, and we'll talk about this later in the series, that gratitude is what leads to happiness. Happiness and gratitude go together, and gratitude and good health go together. But let's talk a little bit about the role of gratitude in Judaism, and I want to divide this into uh, several categories, and I'm going to use a mnemonic in the word thanks. So we're going to go through the T, stands for transgression, the H, holidays and health, the A, awakening, the, the N, name, and the K is carbon, and the S is sustenance, thanks. So let's start with transgression. Strange way to begin talking about gratitude, but you have to remember that the idea of gratitude or ingratitude goes back to the very beginning of humanity. We know that Adam and Eve partook of the forbidden fruit, so we consider that to be the first sin. But in truth, it wasn't the first sin because the eating of the tree of knowledge was more or less orchestrated by God. The temptation to partake of that tree was so intense, was so powerful, that the likelihood for them resisting it was almost nil. So let's put that sin aside. What was the first real sin that Adam committed without the pressure? Well, some pressure, yes, but not as much as the sin of the tree of knowledge. Most people would not guess this. But the answer to it is, when God confronts Adam, what does he do? He puts the blame on Eve, but he also blames God. He says, the woman that you gave me And our sages tell us this is where Adam was guilty of a lack of gratitude. Instead of being grateful to God for giving him a life partner, he blames God for causing this terrible sin to have been committed. So that was the beginning of the recognition, because Adam was faulted for that, that gratitude is not something to play around with. That's the T of transgression. And that was the real, the first real sin. Then we have the holidays and health. Now, we have two different kinds of gratitude. We have gratitude for the natural phenomena, things that are natural, that are routine, that are day-to-day. And we have gratitude for miracles. And that's exactly what the holidays are all about. And they can be divided into several categories. 
Passover is thanksgiving for freedom. Sukkot is thanksgiving for sustenance and protection. Shavuot is thanksgiving for the gift of purposefulness. That's when we got the Torah, and our lives have purpose and meaning, and we're grateful for that. Hanukkah is gratitude for the purity of our faith that was given to us. Purim is thanksgiving for survival. We have such threats against our existence, we're thankful for survival. And then we have, those are really miracles that we're thankful for. And then we have a blessing that is relatively unknown to the outside world. But every time we use the facilities and we're healthy, we come out, we wash our hands, and we say a blessing called Asher Yatsar. simply means the one who created. And it talks about how our system, our plumbing system, works and functions properly. And only anyone who had gastrointestinal problems knows what it is to be grateful for everything working smoothly. That's the thanksgiving for the holidays and health. And then we have the A stands for awakening. When we wake up in the morning, the first thing we're supposed to do is to recite the words moda ani, two sentences, 12 words, I believe, where we say, I'm grateful to God. I am offering gratitude to God for having restored my soul within me. This little prayer sounds simple, but it's very deep, very profound. When you wake up in the morning, your faculties are not functioning the way they function later on when you're fully alert. You're not in a mode of thoughtfulness. You're not in a mode of deep meditation and really applying your intellect. It represents your very core, that when you wake up in the morning, what defines your day, and more importantly, what defines us? It's our gratitude to God for being alive. And even if we can't discuss it and describe it in sophisticated language, which we do later on in our prayers, it's the very core of our being that comes to the fore, that we're half asleep, but we're grateful to God. And it's interesting that the syntax is unlike the English translation where we say, I am grateful or I thank you, God. It's moda ani, if you would have to translate it literally, it's thanks I, thanks I give. Because when you're saying moda ani in the morning, it's not I. The I is secondary. It's the gratitude because the anatomy of gratitude, and we'll talk more about it as we go on, is that the world exists and it doesn't revolve around me. I have to recognize that there are others that are responsible for my good fortune, for my health, for everything that I have, and that other that is responsible for me is other with a capital O, is for the Almighty himself. And that's the recognition that we wake up in the morning. The first thing we do is we say, Moda, grateful, Ani, to me, the little me. So that takes care of the A of the word thanks, the awakening, the gratitude that we have when we awaken. But then we have something very, very basic, the word Jew. Where does the word Jew come from? The Jew comes from the tribe of Yehuda, Judah. Why are Jews called Yehuda? Because that was the dominant tribe. But it's deeper than that. Why was Yehuda called Yehuda? Where did he get his name from? So the Torah makes it very clear that when Leah, 
Jacob's wife, bore him four sons. He had three sons from her. And when she had the fourth son, she says, Hapam Oda es Hashem. This time I will really give thanks to God. And the reason why she was so overwhelmed with the birth of the fourth child to give special gratitude, expression of gratitude, our sages tell us, is because she was a prophet and she knew that her husband Jacob was going to have 12 sons and there were four wives. So if you divide that into four, each one is supposed to have three children if everything is divided evenly. Now that she had four means she had one more than her share. Later on, she had another two, but this was the first son that gave her the uneven representation of children for Jacob. So she said, I am grateful to God. She was so overwhelmed with gratitude. And that's where the word Yehuda comes from. The root of Yehuda is the same as Oda, I give thanks, Moda, thanks. So that means that the word Jew, which comes from the word Yehuda, means gratitude. We are a nation that is grateful to God. We personify gratitude. <clears throat> How do you show gratitude? So the Talmud says that it also means that we acknowledge one God and we repudiate idolatry. Well, idolatry has different levels. It could be literally where people worship a rock or a piece of gold, but it could also mean where you do not appreciate where everything that you get comes from. You get something from one person, but you thank the wrong person. That's another form, a more subtle form of idolatry, because that means that you don't really have gratitude to the one who helped you. When a Jew says, I believe in one God, and I will pay homage to one God exclusively, that is an expression of gratitude, that you recognize the other, and here the other is God, of course. So that's the name. And we find that Mardchai, the hero of Purim was called Mardchai HaYehudi, Mardchai the Jew. Even though he was not from the tribe of Judah, he was a Benjaminite. But because he stood strong, steadfast in his recognition that he believes in one God and he is grateful to that one God, that is why he was given that title of Yehudi. So now we go to the K. K stands for Karban Toda. Karban means a sacrifice, an offering, and Toda is thanksgiving. One of the offerings in the temple was a thanksgiving offering. And that offering one would bring when a person would experience a miracle. They were saved from a terrible calamity. They, they traversed the sea and they came out alive. They went through the desert. They came out alive. They were liberated from prison or they recovered from a very serious illness. These are four categories that one would have to express special gratitude to God. And even today, when we don't have the sacrifice, we say a special blessing called Gomel, where we thank God for the miracle. And our sages tell us that in the Messianic age, all private offerings, such as a sin offering, a guilt offering, a peace offering, will no longer be in effect. We won't need them anymore because there will be no sins. There will be no, no need to make peace. Everything will be perfect. There's one exception. The Thanksgiving offering will still be around in the Messianic age. And that highlights the importance of gratitude that even when all other expressions of request for forgiveness and trying to patch up differences that we have, they will not be necessary, but we still will have to express gratitude. And 
the Thanksgiving offering is also a reminder of the exodus from Egypt. That's something that we're commanded to remember every day. So when we go out of exile, we thank God for the liberation from all of the periods of exile, including this last one that we're in right now. And that's why the Thanksgiving offering will be featured in the Messianic age, when we'll really be filled with such gratitude for being free and living in a perfect world, in a utopian messianic world. And then finally, the S of thanks, sustenance. When the temple stood, every Jew who had produce would have to bring his first fruits. There were seven species that Israel is known for, the wheat and the barley, the grapes, the pomegranates, the figs, the dates, and the olives. And you would take these first fruits, which are the choice fruits that most people who produce their own cherish, that which they, which they planted and they worked so hard on, and the first fruits you take to the temple and you bring it before God and then you give it to the Kohen. It's all there to express gratitude. And so we're thanking God for the food that he gives us. And that's why even today when we don't have Bikurim, the first fruits to bring to the temple, and we hope and pray and we anticipate the rebuilding of the temple imminently with the coming of Mashiach. But even now, before that happens, we express gratitude every time we partake of food. There's a blessing that we're supposed to recite before we eat a piece of meat, before we eat bread, before we drink water even. If you're thirsty, you say a blessing thanking God for the food. And after we finish eating, if we eat a requisite amount, you're supposed to thank God after you've finished eating. And that's not only true for bread, it's true for all foods. There are blessings that we say in the morning as we awaken. After the modani, we thank God for opening our eyes. We thank God for being able to move around. We thank God for virtually every physical aspect of our lives that God enables, showing our total gratitude to God. And... Gratitude is so important that we're even supposed to express it to inanimate things. What does that mean? Well, this refers to when Moses was supposed to bring the ten plagues, and he was supposed to strike the earth, and he was supposed to strike the water. He didn't do it himself. He was told to tell Aaron to do it. Why? Because Moses was saved by the earth when he struck the Egyptian and he covered him up in the ground that saved him. And later on, he was saved, earlier than that, when he was an infant, he was saved in the Nile River. So because he was saved by the earth and by the water, he was not supposed to strike it because that would show a lack of gratitude. Now, of course, the river and the earth doesn't feel pain, doesn't feel shame, doesn't feel anything, but a human being has to condition himself or herself to not be callous. That even when you're dealing with something inanimate, You have to act in a way that shows that you're sensitive to feelings, and gratitude is one of those feelings that you have to express so that you're so conditioned that when you meet someone to whom you could really thank and would appreciate it, you would not overlook that. You would be sensitive. So we have these T-H-A-N-K-S, six different areas in Judaism that highlight the importance of gratitude. In the next class, in the next lesson, we'll go more deeply into the anatomy of gratitude.
Thanks for listening to The Rabbi Greenberg Show.